0: Hey everyone, this is Chris, and uh, for today's episode of One Cross Radio, I am sharing a episode that I got to be a guest on, uh, on the Henshin Men podcast. Uh, I was a guest with a friend of the show, frequent guest, awesome patron, and just all-around awesome fella, uh, Nathan Marchan. Um... This was uh, Henshemen episode 28 from back in January. Uh, and Nathan had me on to discuss the, uh, the Chinese tokusatsu film uh, Super Inframan. Man. And uh, to Nathan and Travis, thank you guys so much uh, for, uh, for allowing me to share it in, uh, in my feed this week. Uh, everyone, I hope you enjoy. I hope you're being safe, praying for y'all. Love y'all, and uh hope you enjoyed today's episode. God bless and enjoy.
1: Peace. Standing by grah, 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 grah. complete Greetings, heroes of the internet. I'm Nathan. And I'm Chris. And this is Henshin Men, a podcast that celebrates Japanese superheroes and their high flying and high kicking adventures. In this
0: installment, we will be discussing the 1975 movie Super Inframan. Wak Chuyang, the devil princess and her horde of monstrous minions awaken and set their sights on taking over the world, of course. Meanwhile, at the science headquarters, Professor Lu Ying Di transforms the heroic officer Li Ma into the kung fu super cyborg Infra-Man. He leads the charge against demonic hordes in a storm of psychotropic violence.
1: again heroes of the internet as you obviously heard travis is still taking the rest of january off he's got some things he needs to take care of because family comes first around here so i am continuing for you bud yeah there you go. And that voice right there is my next guest here on the podcast, coming on for the very first time, Chris Cook, the host of, well, a couple of podcasts, but most notably One Cross Radio. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: I believe I, I believe if you see in the chat, my name for this episode <laughs> is appropriately <Yeah>. Christophe Roman. <laughs>
1: Christophe Roman, yes. <laughs> and one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on the show because I've had you on my flagship show before, the, the Monster Island Film Vault. And, and you've been I want to
0: show a couple times, yes, yes.
1: <laughs> and I want to come on again. We have arrangements, but <laughs> we do, we do. But anyway, I brought you on because you're one of, shall we say, my power gurus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're a big fan of Power Rangers. We've had a lot yes, of talks sir, about yes, Power sir. Rangers, uh, one of several. I have talks about Power Rangers with, and I thought, you know what? I need some one-off Henshin episodes. What do I do? How about Super Inframan? Hey, Chris, you want to <laughs> see Power Rangers on crack?
0: <laughs> Which it's, it's not that far off. It, it, it's, it's, it's not that far off of a description.
1: Yeah. Now, some of you might be out there listening, thinking, hey, Super Inframan is a Japanese. I thought this was a Japanese superhero show. Well, you know what? Without the Japanese superheroes, this movie wouldn't exist.
0: <laughs> and and quite frankly, neither would Power Rangers or the majority of what what you talk about on your second second spinoff. Oh, yeah, the Power Trip. Yeah, yeah. Because
1: I need uh, I. I am a collector of podcasts. I must have more. (laughs) Anyway, so yes. In fact, I actually went to it. It, This wasn't just a case of Ultraman and Kamen Rider and shows like that making their way over to Hong Kong. Because this was made by the Shaw Brothers, who were known for making martial arts films. Including, I might add, some of Bruce Lee's movies. Did you see a Bruce Lee in the
0: credits? I know it wasn't. Yes, the man, it's Bruce not Lee.
1: It's not <laughs> the Bruce Lee. It was a guy who starred in as the as I act. This is an actual term, Bruce Ploitation. <laughs> <movies. laughs> they passed him off as "quote unquote" Bruce Lee, but he's not <laughs> Bruce Lee. <laughs> well, he was Bruce
0: Lee with uh, with one e. He was yes. Bruce Lee.
1: Yeah, Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and he's not the only notable star. Our hero in this is played by Danny Lee, who is... Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, who is a... He's not quite as popular as, say, your Chow Yun-Fat or your Jackie Chan or your Bruce Lee, but he's a notable martial arts star. So there's a lot of talent, actually, behind this, including, like I said, not just because the, those shows were making him over there and they were popular, there are Japanese... Crew members who worked on this movie—I'm not kidding you. It, <laughs> I I'm don't going know why to good, but good. <laughs> I'm going to now reference the handy dandy booklet that came with my DVD copy of this. <laughs> Michio Makami, who worked on a lot of Japanese tokusatsu, Rodan, the Mysterians. He worked on TV. He worked on Gamera, and he also worked on. Some Tokusatsu TV, like *Common Rider V3*, which was which, the, uh, the then-current *Common Rider* series in 1975 when the movie was made. All right. Well, that
0: answers the *Common Rider* question I was about to ask. <laughs> I was also about to ask which gam gam were they working.
1: Oh, uh, he worked on I the original.
0: Okay, so Gam Gam the Space Monsters. I just like calling Gamera Gam Gam. It's just fun.
1: <laughs> Should have had you on for one of my Gamera episodes. <laughs> yeah,
0: what well, we we did the good ones together, and that's yeah. not a slight against Gam Gam the Brave. That's a good movie as oh, well. But we we oh. we covered the three.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, we all just to take the Japanese connections even deeper to continue to prove that this movie deserves to be on the show <laughs> it also had Tadashi Nishimoto who was a Japanese cinematographer and he worked on stuff like I'm just looking at uh, I don't know a lot of these titles admittedly but he worked on stuff like Black Cat Mansion the Ghosts of Yatsuya I'd argue
0: to anybody who's like I don't know if this deserves to be on the show Homies, look up some pictures and tell me that it doesn't. Also,
1: (laughs) the composer, Toru Fuyuki, also composed for superhero shows like Ultra 7 and Mirror Man. In fact, they actually reused some of his music, specifically from those shows, in this movie. So, there are Japanese connections in this. It counts. Also, yes, you look at the design of the titular hero, and he is the gloriously insane love child of Common Rider and Ultraman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, like, e- everything I'd say, everything about this show, uh, this, this flick, like, I know we're going to get into it shortly, but there's a lot that we can take away from it. <laughs> 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 like, be like, this... <laughs> And we'll get there, but it, it is absolutely like a hundred percent, an unapologetic love letter to tokusak, uh, to Tokusatsu. I can't pronounce go. the word, but <laughs> you get what I mean. Just like whenever I've been on my show and your show, I can't word. So henshin, <laughs> henshin listener.
1: <laughs> Consider this practice to keep you in the, keep those podcast juices flowing. Cause I know you need, you know, you're looking to get a little bit of help with that. Another reason I'm glad I'm having you on. (laughs) (laughs) Today,
0: but yeah it's like it is yeah the thing you can't take away from it at all is it's an absolute like love letter from the ground up now we can get into how good of a one it is (laughs) but it is an absolute love letter from the ground up and you you gotta compliment it for that
1: oh yeah for sure. It is definitely made with love. And the funny thing is, is that this was, interestingly, I found out this is actually the first superhero movie ever made in China. Some might say, yeah, you, we can tell. But... <laughs>
0: Well, I I was just more so thinking of just some of the jokes you and I have made before we start recording involving poster logos and everything. Oh my gosh, yes.
1: We have to talk about that because this movie has had a couple of alternate titles and it also had some very interesting titles in some foreign markets. Good Lord. Uh, (laughs) But at one point, it was unabashedly called Chinese Ultraman. Wow and, and it was also called wow. yep, uh, In China <laughs> I might add. And it was also, as you can see in one of the posters, it yep. was also called Chinese Superman.
0: Well and it's 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 that one when I saw that logo And then the the Shaw Shaw Brothers logo, I'm like, oh, this is already working against this for me. Yeah, (laughs) that was just weird.
1: (laughs) That was just weird because you look at the poster, like I said, it's, I think, yeah, it's supposed to be the Shaw Brothers logo, but they style it to look like the Superman shield. And I'm like, was DC aware of this or did they change it just enough that they can't get sued?
0: probably that <laughs> probably that just enough tweak or, you know what? It's also entirely possible that, that Warner brothers had no idea what the heck was going on. Over yeah.
1: There. Yeah. But I'm looking at some of the other just crazy titles. It's like, if, like if you start delving into alternate foreign titles for tokusatsu and kaiju, Oh my gosh, it gets crazy. <laughs> or some of the programs that you would get in foreign markets would say ridiculous, would just say absolutely ridiculous things. But According to this, in Germany and Turkey, there were ad campaigns on the posters for this movie that said, from Jules Verne's best selling novel, Super Informat.
0: <laughs> I'm actually legitimately disappointed that that's not prominently featured anywhere.
1: <laughs> Just let that sink in, folks. <laughs> Let it like, sink in. Um, <laughs> while
0: while you're making ridiculous claims, you might as well right like from the mind of Stephen King comes Infra-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's like what? Uh,
1: well, there was a dude named Stephen King on set, not these, Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> not these Stephen King. Well, and then like I said, what's funny is that they tried their hand at Toku Heroes. A few years later, they tried their hand at making Kaiju. Mighty Peking Man. That is a thing that exists. Apparently, it's one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite movies. (laughs) Oh, Quentin. (laughs) I don't know if he's a mad genius or just mad.
0: (laughs) Probably mad with splashes of genius.
1: Let's go with that. (laughs) Uh, But yes. We need to actually get into the movie itself.
0: I was about to say, I've been skirting around some. Yeah.
1: Well, I should also mention that the, like I said, the design of Inframan, he very much looks like he has the big eyes like Ultraman, but then he has what looks like a helmet with little, uh, not horns, I don't know, antennae, whatever. You know, it makes him look a bit more like a common writer. But then what's funny, like he has this kind of like a chest plate that comes out over his shoulders. I'm like, it's a dragon shield, isn't it?
0: <laughs> but not even not even the good one. Not even the good one from the Sentai. We're talking the plush one, but in plastic form from Power Rangers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but then he has moves and attacks that are clearly taken from both Kamen Rider and Ultraman. <laughs> he, he, he does the lethal kick. Which is like it's the writer kick, okay? Come on, you just use two feet instead of one.
0: Oh yeah, that uh, and he keeps on and he go he calls it a
1: th- the thunder kick or something. No, 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 it's the lethal kick, and then he has the thunder fists, right? <laughs> Which right. You know, there's a band name for you, yeah, thunder fist. <laughs> I
0: mean, yeah, yeah, heck, lethal kick by thunder fist. There's your album. <laughs>
1: I am totally making
0: thrash album. I'm totally making
1: that a meme. Do it. Do it. You're welcome. Lethal Kick by Thunderfist. (laughs) I love it.
0: Tell me, tell me that's not a, a Toku themed Japanese thrash metal album.
1: (laughs) Oh, it totally is. Exactly. Exactly. It totally is. And then we have the Solar Ray. Which is the specie of beep? Come on. You're not even trying. You're even you even have imposing like Ultraman when he does it, okay? The only re- thing that is keeping this from just being a, like an asylum style just mo- a mockbuster is the fact that it is so infused with pure undiluted insanity. Oh my god. <laughs> that goodness, you know it's yes. able to create a unique style all its own. <laughs>
0: Well, and throughout the whole movie, because right off the bat, it kicks off. with. Oh yeah, it is it
1: is bonkers right off the bat. Like it, you have the credits and the credits are actually weirdly, no, actually a lot of the first act of the movie is pretty downplayed overall compared to what comes later. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it, you know, the credits are pretty uh, what you would expect. And then it starts off with, kids in a bus and a teacher and they're just singing a road song while they're driving at the end oh look baby rodan
0: <laughs> <laughs> i loved it. so i uh, like uh i looked away for like 30 seconds right off the start because i'm like oh, okay the kids are singing i look away for 30 seconds i look back suddenly there's a giant crack in the ground there's fire everywhere yeah <laughs> and the kids are starting to fall I was like what did I miss? Yeah, I looked I've, away for
1: like ten seconds. <laughs> you you missed baby Rodan just crashing, and disappearing, and disappearing, causing an earthquake, and burning <laughs> everything. Like all that's all the thing did. It just fell out of the sky, and then it literally vanished. And there was an earthquake, and the nearby city was lit on fire. I'm like, well, yeah. Did the
0: <laughs> did the kids get out of the bus before it? fell? I don't I know because <laughs> the bus fell, and then suddenly everything's I, on fire. I'm like. Things escalated quickly. Yeah, the, the first two minutes, like alone, it's a weird comparison because I was actually saying to my wife because I I had to I had to do this over two viewings actually to be completely honest. <laughs> I know you were um,
1: messaging me a little bit. All I saw was, "Dude, this is so bad,"
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like I I, I told my wife. And she was like, does it start fast? I'm like, fast doesn't describe it. <laughs> like there, there's movies that hit the ground running, but you follow them, right? Like it spells every, it, 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 even though it's moving quickly, it takes the time to establish things, let you know what's going on. This does not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's actually not unlike traditional Japanese storytelling. If you watch any Japanese media, their philosophy is throw you into the thick of it And then explain everything. (laughs) Well, that's
0: uh, that's the thing. But uh, where I'll give the advantage to the Japanese media over this is the Japanese media actually does do the explaining at some point. (laughs) (laughs) This just never gets to it. Well, no, no,
1: no. In this one, it's there's one scene kind of early on where they're like, "Who's." Oh man, and we need to talk about the villain in this. Oh my uh, goodness, you know. So they said like, who is Elzebub? And it was like, well, because before that she said that it, she had, I said that she was a demon, and then he's like, well, maybe there are a bunch of ancient humans who were uh, buried <laughs> under the earth many, many years, uh, you know, like millions of years ago. Like, oh. Pick an origin, okay? And that's <laughs> yep. and they never bring that up again other than in that scene. And any other time that they get brought up, they're demons. So I'm like, you know what? I think the movie's telling me they're demons. <laughs> yep. Well, that that's ended up what I what I took from it. Oh, uh, yeah. So it gives you some explain and then they explain things like the you know the whole thing with was it the the BDX program, which is where <laughs> inframan comes from now they don't explain what the science headquarters is but it's I know what it's what inspired it because it's the science patrol from any of the Ultraman shows right so I'm like okay I know what this is supposed to be because I'm genre savvy but the movie doesn't really explain it it's just like science headquarters that tells me nothing but okay
0: so (laughs) I like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm a frigging Sentai regular, but I, I, I've, I'm, uh, I'm a dabbler. I've watched a, a fair number of Sentai based on Power Ranger seasons. have been tweeting about them because they're just so much fun. But I, I find the difference is like, there, there's a charm to it and it, it, it's very s- similar with the absurdity. Like, it is absurd right off the bat. Like, okay, you're in a world where people are no. Like no selling the fact that a witch is coming from space in a palace above, like above the ground, the and barely, uh, yeah, and barely anybody's batting an eye to it. They're just like, oh, okay, man, this is here we go Tuesday. But
1: <laughs> welcome to Japan,
0: but <laughs> exactly, but but I do find they t- like I don't know what it was. Maybe it's maybe it's because of my connection to those from the other shows where I'm just like. I find with them, they do a little bit more of the lifting as the, as the thing goes, instead of just like, Hey, it's inframan. I'm like, how does anybody know
1: who he is? He just got me. <laughs> I know. I know the way it's I've explained, friend. like, what? I, cause <laughs> I, I like showing this movie to people just to watch them lose their minds. But I have a couple of friends who are really into mst three K and I like mst three K too. And One of the ways that I became aware of this was Joel Hodgson, the creator of MST3K, loves this movie. He has wanted it (laughs) on the show basically since it started. But for some odd reason, they've never had it on the show. And if you watch the Netflix seasons of MST3K, the Mads in that one, the Mad Scientist, it's a woman in in the Netflix series, and... She has henchmen called the Skeleton Crew, and they're modeled <laughs> after the, what did they call it? She called them Skeleton Warriors, not to be confused with a semi-obscure 90s cartoon. Nope, <laughs> nope. And I'm looking, that was like, oh, I understand what those are now. Those are the Shocker Goons from Kamen Rider, <laughs> who dress like luchadors. So there you go. <laughs> it's so I can I can connect it all back, dang it. So I I know what it's going for. In a yeah. lot of ways, it's almost like you know, you're talking about how this is this massive homage. It's almost like wandering into a comic shop and finding some one-off comic book that is most definite, like some a one shot indie comic book that is this massive homage to Marvel and DC because it you it cherry picks some things from different Marvel yeah. and DC characters and kind of throws them together into this mad hodgepodge, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but it's
0: like, and I, I I will give it credit. Like, it's not. I I just found I was like, maybe a little Sentai goes a long way. That's what I was feeling with it when I don't have that connection, like with Power Rangers or as I've been making my way through the Japanese Spider-Man show, where it is equally, I'd say equally as bonkers, because Sentai is just bonkers a lot of Japanese media I don't think I'm telling any tales out of school is
1: you're talking to somebody you're talking to somebody who's 40 plus episodes deep into the original Kamen Rider I have seen (laughs) things man
0: well it's a it's it's still like my favorite quote and I've, I've brought it up numerous times with you but I I think it illustrates it for Godzilla, but also for just Japanese media and tokusatsu in general, where it's like after absorbing a dead pterodactyl soul. <laughs> okay. yeah, from death battle, From death battle. Yeah.
1: You just, you like, learn to go along with it. I mean, like I said, the movie starts off bonkers and then just, it just gets exponentially more and more. Like I said, that first act is relatively tame. And then it's just like, it Oh, You're are just, we done with anything resembling exposition? Oh, we're going to 15. <laughs> well, yeah, it's basically like the, the
0: last like 40 minutes of the movie is like a fight. <laughs> and yeah, feels like it feels like it.
1: It's actually I, the last 20, but. <laughs> right.
0: Well, I, I, from the point inframan shows up. Yeah, basically.
1: Um, but then, but, you know, early on, you know, we've got things like we see the science headquarters that has flashing Tetris blocks. On, yeah. uh, up on the top of their walls, and I don't know why. And the, there's a I small collection of rainbow disco balls. I don't know what those do, but they're there. <laughs> I was expecting to see an old
0: school Zillion in the background with the <laughs> the black line over his eyes. Oh, the glasses! Uh,
1: the glasses. He would
0: have. He would have. The glasses. He would have fit right in with the yeah. with the science crew. Yeah, but it, yeah, Let people. me tell
1: you, I've been watching some 70s Ultraman. That very much looks like. An ultraman set. It really looks like an ultraman set. It is (laughs) oh man. But then we've already talked about the skeleton warriors. Yep. Now we need to talk about our main villains. The original Rita Repulsa slash Bandora, Princess Elzebub, or as in as she her name is rendered in some translations. No joke. Princess Dragon Mom. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know what i think i'm gonna go with elzebub because she's supposed to be a demon and it's yeah. derived from beelzebub
0: <laughs> yep yep no i'm with you um who is a, she was a world conquering demoness or a 20 million year old human we're not 100 percent sure the movie isn't 100 percent sure
1: except i think it's more with the demon Parts. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is it, like a lot
0: supports it, but they still put it out there and they didn't retract it. Whatever. So yeah, they're let's just,
1: let's just make sure that we have very clear cut villains and they are 150% evil. Okay. So it's like, oh, they're demons. there's no coming back from that they're demons I'm like okay that is as much character development as we need you know it's kind of like i've i've heard some people i think it was a tv tropes thing on uh, on that website where they said that there are a handful of villain archetypes where all you have to do is say such uh, such and such villain is this and you don't have to explain why they're why they're evil case in point nazis don't have to explain (laughs) why nazis are evil vampires don't have to explain why vampires are evil <laughs> demons don't have to explain why they're evil
0: <laughs> oh there's so many jokes we could uh,
1: anyways <laughs> <laughs> just keep it pg okay <laughs>
0: oh yeah no 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 <laughs> but no, no just, yes for, oh my gosh she because we're online uh, so much.
1: <laughs> she she let's just say princess elzebub is she just screams, Yas Queen! <laughs> <laughs> I... She's got a big horned helmet. She does, uh, uh, you know, a bra that calls to mind uh, a, crisp, a, uh, a Christmas story. You'll put, you'll put your eye out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a being... whip. Like, she whips wh- people. <laughs> When
0: I first saw her, I was like, okay, I guess we're going for this is less of a children's movie now. We're kind of getting semi-BDSM-y.
1: Oh, come on. Like Rita's outfit was... 100% well, child appropriate.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to, well, I can't think of anything child inappropriate about it. I'm uh, not uh, that the I I'm con- of- the,
1: the conical bra, uh,
0: bra? really? <laughs> Maybe it's because of the giant horned hat made with. Yeah. Air. I never,
1: I didn't know. I never noticed the ridiculous bra until later either. There, I, there's you know, Cause so that much- headdress, her headdress just calls so much attention to well, it. There's
0: so much going on with Rita and her big, bellowy dressy outfit and everything that yeah. you're going to miss some stuff yeah. with uh, Elzebub you're just like okay no there's there's not much here. <laughs> oh well. Not um, much in yeah. the terms of com- character development or. In- <laughs> well yeah well and then
1: you know to fit the the sentai you know uh, archetypes so we have the villain and that we have mm-hmm. the boss that's what they're called and then we have the general. So her yep. gold are is witch eye who has even less on. <laughs> Yeah, and yep. despite the fact that she's called "quote unquote" witch eye, so you expect her to use magic? Nope, nope. <laughs> she has uh, she has the uh, the uh, the mind probing tech from that Star Trek episode Dagger of the Mind. <laughs> 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 she screws with people's heads. I'm like, why is your name Witch Eye and you use tech? I don't know, man. But th- then I, I remind I myself, you. this is super infra man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it's it, it, there. There's certain ones where you'll just roll with it, like in Japanese. In Japanese Spider Man, the villain's name. And listeners, if you haven't watched the show, I I, I challenge you to because it's it's an utter delight. The villain's name is Professor Monster.
1: <laughs> in its defense, Common Rider has a villain who, depending on the translation, his name in Japanese is Dr. Shinigami, which means it gets rendered as either Dr. Reaper or Dr. Death. So...
0: (laughs) Well, uh, Dr. Death just works. It's been the name of how many villains and wrestlers?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So the fact that we're talking about this, uh, another Ultraman connection, when we're talking about all of these demons. Oh, by the way, I refer in my notes, I call Witch Eye the hottest disco space nun or harlot. (laughs) 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 Because that's a joke on my show. I call the the key locks from Destroy Monsters, the disco space nuns.
0: Okay, okay.
1: But when Inframan is made, he's in a crucifix pose. So I, I, I guess it's visually communicating to us: here's your hero who's going to fight the demons. Yeah,
0: yeah. Not, not, not big on subtlety. Uh, great on kung fu action.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I was gonna say earlier, the way I described this movie to the uninitiated. <laughs> is that it's competently made insanity <laughs> yeah. because it's shot well. It's got, actually, to be honest, it's got a heck of a lot of production value. There's a, It does. It's got a heck of a lot of production value. It's got great fight choreography. The effects for the time are actually pretty decent. The acting is pretty decent. The script is just complete and utter crazy nonsense. <laughs> That is the biggest problem it has. The script is crazy nonsense. that's it <laughs> If you get over the fact get over that fact, it's a heck of a ride <laughs> it,
0: so this is I think this is a good place to talk about it. It took me a while to get into the movie beyond just the man this is bad part where it could get like okay this is bad but I can'm I'm, I'm getting past the hurdles where I can enjoy For me for a while the thing to get around was now this is going to sound like an insult and I don't want it to be. So I'm just going to clarify that it's not intended to be, but the fight choreography is really, really well done. But I found in this one in comparison to say super sentai or some other ones where there's more people and they have handheld weapons and stuff. There's more to the fights than just kicks at like well choreographed kicks, but there there's a lot more traction in the fights. So it took me a while to get into the fights where I'm like, we're just kicking, we're just, <laughs> we're just flipping and we're just kicking. Get a sword or something.
1: <laughs> Inframan doesn't need a sword. What do you? T- no, he's got sunbeams and thunder. Kicks. Solar ray.
0: <laughs> um. But then the uh, the other thing it, that I realized early in that was taking me a while to get into it was I was watching something where I'm like, this is tokusatsu. I'm watching tokusatsu, but this isn't Japanese. Like everybody's because it's a, it's a Chinese film. Everybody's speaking Chinese. And I was like, it took me a little bit to get used to that. Yeah, Cause I, I was hear, like, the language is different. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I hear the dub for this. I haven't watched it dubbed yet. I hear the dub is hysterical. <laughs> Well, I'm just
0: picturing this, which is already bonkers by itself, but imagine this with the same love and affection that the Showa Godzillas got their English dubs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm
1: curious to watch this dub. I'm glad I have the, the DVD copy of this. Oh, man. But I mean, come on. Our villains, the entrance to their lair, we were talking about thrash metal. How, come on. Their oh, yeah, entrance, no, no. their the entrance to their evil lair is dope, a dope. dragon head. <laughs> that is that is metal right there. That is the textbook <laughs> definition of metal. It's a cave that is a dragon head, and it even spews <laughs> smoke sometimes. <laughs> this whole movie is just. This is like thrash metal made to a tokusatsu movie. That's what this is. I think
0: that's fair. I think that's fair. And you can compare it to thrash metal in the sense of that thrash is like, hey, we're going to do... An insane song in about three to six minutes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, basically.
0: (laughs) We're just going to hit the ground running. (laughs) Uh, uh,
1: But now, so we've talked about our main villains. We talked about the goons. Now we've got to talk about the monsters. We actually have a whole number. There's a whole treasure trove of monsters here. Unfortunately, in the subtitles, they just translate their names literally, so they don't sound all that impressive. So cuz our first two are mutant drill which sounds kind of okay and then plant monster.
0: Plant monster. I'm
1: like that sounds cooler in chinese, doesn't it?
0: <laughs>
1: but they're nuts. A plant monster yeah. is basically biolante before biolante and yep. burrow it like he plants himself into the ground and then goes all tentacly on the the science headquarters <laughs> while their th- our professor is trying to finish making Inframans. inframan
0: inframan
1: <laughs> And with a cameo by Luna, because no Chris Cook podcast would be complete without a cameo by his dog, Luna. Absolutely. (laughs) She's the perpetual (laughs) co-host and
0: is now demanding love and attention. Of course she is.
1: (laughs) But anyway, and I love that they have such great priorities because they're calling it to the professor and they're trying to say, Oh my gosh, we're under attack. What are we doing? What's his first, uh, what's the first thing he's thinking about? Oh, (laughs) <laughs> keep the power on so I can keep Leyma, Rayma, he apparently has a couple different names, alive. Gotcha. Priorities. Priorities. I guess. Never th- mind everybody else. <laughs> yeah, but I guess his thinking is well, if I keep him alive and he becomes Infermat, he'll save everybody. But that, right. that plant monster attack scene is crazy.
0: Yeah. No, that, that was one where I was like, all right, I have no idea what's going on, but I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the ones where it took me from I have no idea what's going on and I'm annoyed by it to like, all right, I'm here for this. <laughs> yep. this, is, this is weird as hell.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Basically, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, what was really weird is I, I wrote down in my notes right before the professor finishes making inframan and we're supposed to be seeing all the cyborg parts that are underneath his skin. And I'm just like, so it's gift Borg because those are (laughs) gifts. Oh man. Uh, And then, once InfraMan shows up, we get a whole heck of a lot of of a of a catchphrase that you coined on my show, and I am go- I have been using it ever since, and and going to start using it more and more on the air. Unnecessary backflips. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so so many unnecessary not just backflips all the flips <laughs> all like the flips 90 like any conceivable flip maybe two were necessary the entire
1: movie <laughs> i mean there's even a point where uh, <laughs> super inframan gets to the entrance to the evil lair and he says you know what walking I'm too good for that. Running, still too good for that. When I enter an evil lair, I'm just gonna backflip my way into it repeatedly.
0: (laughs) And not only does he backflip into it, he backflips into a sudden capture cage that we don't even see laying for him. It's just, he goes in and suddenly he's captured.
1: (laughs) So it's like, congratulations, you had the coolest entrance ever. And then magically got caught. In, off screen. Uh, uh, yeah, off-screen. <laughs> nice job, Inframan. Nice was, uh, job. Not
0: even like the good off-screen where you come back and squirrel girls defeated Thanos and you're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> not even that kind of good off-screen. You're just like, wait, what? He was backflipping. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh! And then they decide. Oh, let's throw in a brainwashed traitor, complete with the evil eye shadow, because that's how you know <laughs> if Common Writer has taught me nothing. It's that if your friends suddenly have eye shadow, they're being mind controlled by your nemesis.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, at, the, at this, uh, well, almost as soon as you saw him, because I think you saw him more than once. But around the second time, you're just like, okay, yeah, he's going to get brainwashed or something. And then when he does, you're just like, man, does nobody – is anybody going to ask him how he's feeling? He looks like he's
1: ill. (laughs) I know. Nobody thinks of it. He sneaks into the base, and he does that weird death glare on a guy. And I'm like, did he just kill him by looking at him? No. No. Later on, I'm like, were you just playing possum the whole time? Because he just, the guy walks in and he's just lying on the floor and he just casually says, over there. It was, it was bonkers. Yeah. I mean, what I'm still trying to figure out is, how the heck did this company get the door opening sound effects from Toho because those were toho sound effects, man I've seen enough Toho movies to know toho sound effects and I' like those i want the who ha where did you get these door sound effects because I want them <laughs>
0: Well, well, I mean, we've seen the we've seen the slightly off kilter logo that avoided copyright infringement law. Maybe they got a slight.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, apparently, they they stole the door sound effects, but they didn't steal any kaiju roars, which is a yeah. little surprising.
0: Actually, that, that I, I feel like that's a good a good moment to talk about. The sound. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this the, is I, very 1970s chop martial arts sound effects.
0: The sound <laughs> when, like, Infra-Man made? Yeah. I, at points I wanted to mute, man. I was just like, <laughs> I can't do this. This is too high pitched <laughs>
1: like, well, just... while he's doing his common writer jumps because good lord you could tell that they had a cinematographer that worked on japanese tokusatsu no because it's like yep those are common writer shots right there especially
0: when the, like and it happened more than once and I, it, it's not like where it's say Sentai or something or Japanese Spider-Man, where they're just looping footage to fill up a runtime. It was just like, Hey, no, we're going to throw, show him jumping and flipping from three different angles unnecessarily. <laughs> 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 and each time we're going to get that like very high pitched. noise.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then more monsters. There's like a, whole, like I said, there's a whole troop of monsters and we start getting more monsters. We have yep. this big, My personal favorite, I forget what his name is, but he's this big red bug. I just called him Red Bug because I can't remember his name. I called him
0: Lobby. Oh, I know why Lobby? Wasn't lobster, but yeah. he made me think of one.
1: <laughs> he does kind of look a bit like a lobster, but he's a bug, he's and he crustacean. can inexplic and he can inexplicably grow giant because yep. somebody saw Godzilla versus Megalon and thought ha, <laughs> spontaneous size changing robot. Oh, we got one better for you, and then well, we also didn't
0: he even yell like.
1: Make giant form.
0: Giant form.
1: Yes. And then Inframan does it. And then Infra-Man. Like, he, and he totally does it Ultraman style. Okay? Because he's got like the one fist up and he's growing. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And then he never does it again. Yeah, no. And we I'm get also- a Kaiju sequence in this. Yep. And it lasts for maybe a minute. And then infra never does it again. He just didn't. He's... He's golden age Superman. He just invents superpowers. uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. But at least like, uh, I don't know. Superman punched a planet and dragged a galaxy stuff like that was weird, but visually impressive from <laughs> going giant once and then never doing it again. I'm like, what did you go giant at the end? Just step on everybody. Well,
1: well that's what he does. He beat, he put, he beats up the bug guy a little bit, throws him into, I'm guessing it's some sort of a factory. So collateral damage be danged. And, <laughs> and then he shrinks and then he just squishes him like a literal bug. Yep. I don't just. What is this movie? And then before that, when he was going for a swim and fighting monsters, jumping and goons jumping from that tiny mountain and things like that, he we had evil Sweetums. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It was like some crazy voodoo dancer guy with long crazy hair. Like, what are you?
0: Which was it the plant monster that was shooting him when he was in that really, really shallow looking pond where I'm like, there's no way you can get underwater here. I'm supposed I can see the red
1: from your suit at the top of the water. But I'm supposed to believe that the plant guy can see. It. I don't know. And then there's a DBZ style beam battle between Inframan and one of the monsters. And not even a good DBC beam battle. <laughs> <laughs> and then we start getting a little bit confusing later on because then start? they start. they Well, they start calling. They started calling. and I Because I, the first time I watched this movie, I live tweeted on the Monster Island Film Vault Twitter. And right. there's a point where they start referring to him as the quote unquote Chinese inframan. I'm like, what? Are there other inframen? in other countries <laughs> what and now i'm just like okay, I, I want to see this now i mean what would what would inframan from other countries be like you imagine like russian inframan <laughs> he would have that. the complete opposite weakness you know he'd be like i uh, i am a russian inframan i live in siberia <laughs> ice does not bother me <laughs> He does. <laughs> Canadian hey, you're from Canada. Canadian inframan would be would laugh at the cold too, so It's true. It's true. He would. His weakness
0: would be uh... Tim Hortons unfortunately
1: <laughs> and and he so would be ashamed. a hockey player <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. oh. Oh, <laughs> because so <ashamed>. the <laughs> because
1: the joke goes that Canada has the best resource for hockey Canadians <laughs> yep yeah. no that's I think that's fair
0: oh my gosh Luna is just going uh, crazy
1: and, and and obviously the uh, uh, Austrian inframan would be played by Arnold oh it had to be
0: it would have you me man. okay now now i'll I'll be honest i'm actually now getting angry at this movie for not being any of these better ones that we are pitching (laughs) (laughs)
1: oh Oh, man i just i want to start doing that like it's like the it's like the infra league it's just like just infra men all over the place i mean there's even there's even talk from i call they have names i think i have their names down here someplace but i just called them the infrakennies because halfway <laughs> through the movie we get kennies
0: <laughs> is that all the science people
1: <laughs> no the kids
0: <laughs> oh, okay okay
1: the infrakennies oh, oh, oh.
0: All the science people who inexplicably but awesomely know Kung Fu for the final 20-minute fight, <laughs> yeah. where I'm just like, how are you guys excellent marksmen? And
1: <laughs> I don't know and if like they're supposed belts. to be scientists. It's called Science Headquarters, but I think they're supposed to be some sort of like science-based military yeah, unit. I just something.
0: never took them as a military. <laughs>
1: uh, well, it's like I said, I've seen Ultraman. I know it's supposed to be the science patrol, right. so... Yeah, Uh, but anyway, so we have the Infra-Kenny's, and one of them is like, what about Infra-Woman? I'm like, well, there's some sequel baiting, if there ever was any, and unfortunately, it never happened, because I'm like, I want Infra-Woman. Someone make Infra-Woman. I will watch it.
0: (laughs) If you were to make this now, if you were, like, Nathan, if you were going to tell me right now that Infra-Man was being made as a legit tokusatsu. Saku, ah dang it you get the words <laughs>
1: tokusatsu
0: <laughs> i just can't words captain uh <laughs> <laughs> like if if that was legit gonna be made as a show right now i'd be all for it and actually that that because uh, i know we're we're getting t- nearer to the end of the movie something i'll say is i found with this i honestly think it would have benefited from being a standard toku show over just a movie because a little toku goes a long way (laughs) or a little sentai (laughs) goes a long way Uh and if it had the chance to kind of do what sentai or other tokusatsu shows do where it's like yeah they hit the ground running but then they pause and explain every once in a while i could have gotten in a lot more and i i I see how this could be an outstanding show Mm. anyways yeah, that, that was, I, I, total,
1: I totally get what you mean. Having, it's, I think it's about 88 minutes or so. Let me check my DVD here. The I think Yeah, it's, it's about an eight. hour
0: and 24. I watched on the, the good old internet. Okay, archive. well,
1: this says it's 90 minutes, but uh, I think that might be a little off. But yeah, you know, it's about 85, yeah, 90 minutes of just pure, credit. undiluted toku insanity. And yeah. it might be a little much for some people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and I'm just like,
0: I've been watching so much Toku and Sentai lately that I was like, oh, yeah, this will be fine. (laughs) 20 minutes in, I'm just like, bruh. I got to pause. <laughs> it's
1: too much. Have, it's too much. I have
0: no idea what's going on. Uh, and not it, in a good way. It moves very brisk,
1: briskly, and it's just, it's just nuts. There's so much that we could... We're kind of skipping over a fair amount of stuff but for the sake of time, but there's so much that we could point to and just be like, oh, my gosh, look at this, you know? I love how they figure out that... Well, okay, so Inframan we we could talk about this briefly i know the the awards we're going to get into it a little bit more but inframan apparently ha- for as powerful as he is he has two weaknesses one is a cloudy day yep <laughs> cuz yep. his his solar ray doesn't work without sun so cuz the villains are like hey how about we start a, how about we cause an artificial eclipse that'll be great fill the sky with black clouds so there's no sunlight can't use his death ray okay and we find out that he's immune to all the elements, except ice.
0: Yep. Except the glacier. The glacier. we got to make it sound epic.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the glacier. When really what we're talking about here is ice to meet you. All right. Yep. Uh, yep. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, so, yeah, everything except that. Like I said, Russian and Canadian inframan,
0: not a problem
1: yeah you drop yeah. them in Hawaii they might literally melt, but <laughs> uh but then we uh, then we find out he has another move the laser blades, which yes, cut, yes, which, uh, which cut very clean and they and they they're like lightsabers they cauterize
0: oh well we we should set this up we learn he has these when he kills I which which um, witch eye earlier they establish as any good villain in the 70s does there's a trapdoor that leads to something be it sharks or fire or in this case a pool of lava yes
1: because um, uh, we took my, the mind control dude and they just decide ah, hey, you're suddenly useless <laughs> yeah. uh, well it,
0: it, it was the moment where as soon as she called him and they had the other two people there i was like Oh they're going to kill him to show them that they mean business. <laughs> and then sure enough, 2 seconds later, he is dropping out in the yep. lava and I'm like And then they, they try him. Yep. To and show then they try to the do thing. it
1: to Inframan and he manages and he, to get out. <laughs> and then he
0: kills Witch Eye with his disk laser beam. Things. Yeah, laser blade. <laughs> Laser blades, <laughs> which should be a track on this, uh, this <laughs> on thrash the Thrash metal. album. <laughs> Laser blade.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, well the and then we track. and then we have to have a track that's called something like Five Decapitations because that's what it takes to kill princess elzebub you get to the final boss fight and like a like like a video game final boss she can't fight on her own she has to send a bunch of minions and then you have to fight the minions and then fight the boss and then we find out she uh, the uh, baby rodan we saw at the beginning apparently that was her
0: Well, I also had to rewind because I again looked away for two seconds because as I was watching it, Luna suddenly made some noise. So I was like, "What's up?" And I looked from it was Princess Elzebub to suddenly this little pterodactyl thing. I was like, "Wait, what? Where'd she go? Did she run away?" So I just watched to the end of the movie to the end of the movie. I was like, "Wait, what the hell?" And yeah,
1: I had to nope, rewind nope, back.
0: Nope. And they don't even make a big thing of it. It's nope. just. One second she's there, then she transforms. Yep, yep. It's the, the, they don't bother with a.
1: This isn't even my final form. Yeah, they they don't. It's just <laughs> poof. I'm a, I, I'm a demon pterodactyl. And you need to, <laughs> there's you the need other band. there's the band that they're gonna tour with demon pterodactyl exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then you need
0: to cut my head off five times and then fill me with and then shoot me with a bunch of explosives and basically disintegrate me
1: yeah because she regrows her head and you could see the you could see the annoyance on infra man even with that helmet because he's like Pew, laser blade the head comes off grows back he's like oh Come on, he yeah. does it again. Come on, it well, keeps th- doing There had
0: been it. a couple other times in the movie where he had done stuff similar, like where he kept knocking the guy down and he just bounced back up, <laughs> so he knocked him down and bounced back up. But it seemed like inframan was having fun. Or when he lawn darted the dude who bounced up some stairs on the top of his head, uh, inframan seemed <laughs> or, to have or, some uh, fun with that.
1: Or when he tied up the uh, the Twin King Joes from Ultra Seven with their slinky hands, right? <laughs> their slinky slinky mace fists you know he just tied him up <laughs>
0: and then the the movie just kind of it, like it there's no celebration he 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 say so he saves the main scientist guy who i'm gonna call professor scientist um <laughs> and his daughter his name, uh, the man, his the daughter, uh, the token scientist.
1: the token pretty daughter and <laughs> The token,
0: uh, token pretty daughter scientist, uh, TM.
1: Uh, so he... <laughs>
0: it's just trademarking as I go. Um, so he, he goes ahead and saves them. And then they leave the lair as everything just keeps blowing up. Like this movie did not skimp on its, you could you could say it skimped on some other special effects elements, but where it didn't skimp was its explosion budget because uh, <laughs> things just kept blowing up at the end.
1: I <laughs> uh, I have zero doubt in my mind that both Guillermo del Toro and Michael Bay watched this movie as a kid because which I has literally has eyes on the palms of her hands and they shoot lasers and I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's a monster in pants labyrinth that does that. <laughs> But this seems like something that's absolutely up Guillermo's. Oh, oh, Guillermo's dude,
0: dude. Can list. you and,
1: imagine Guillermo del Toro remaking super inframan now? Yeah, no, seriously. That's, oh, my that's just
0: what I was thinking. I was like, now I'm upset that we're not watching that movie.
1: Oh, <laughs> I want, I want us an inframan remake directed by del Toro. It would be glorious. Yeah, well, seriously, because he's all he,
0: like, he could take what's there. Like, uh, you could easily compare this to Pacific Rim. There we oh, go. Yeah. Just without some of the some of the interference stuff, where it seemed like he lost a little bit of his passion along the way. When you hear the, some of the behind the scenes stories with that one, but if he could keep that zeal the whole way through, he would rock the crap oh, out of this. And man. he
1: loves Tokusatsu. Big he time. loves Tokusatsu. Oh my gosh! Big time. Oh my gosh! I'm pitching it right now. Inferman remake. Boss-
0: I'm actually now Del really Toro. upset that we haven't had a proper kaiju. Well, okay. Not, not saying Pacific Rim doesn't count as a kaiju movie. You get what I mean, but could you imagine like a serious Godzilla or a uh, Heisei era Gamera movie, oh. but done by Del Toro oh, mm-hmm. it,
1: would be amazing. it lines up,
0: it, it lines up perfectly.
1: Yeah. It I'm, totally no, I'm now
0: works. angry that we don't have that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that, but, Damn. but you know what we can do to cheer you up, go to the awards. <laughs> Go to the awards, starting with, uh, yes, the trademark Henshin Men Awards. And yes, Michael, I know you're listening. I know you think the power trip perfected it. Uh, We'll go with Stoll instead. Anyway. I love you, buddy. Anyway, (laughs) starting with Henshin Kick for the best stunt or fight scene. As the guest, Chris, I'm going to let you go first.
0: So, you know what? I might go with, I kind of do want, it, it's like, it, you could honestly say the last, the entire last like 20, 30 minutes. I know it's different scenes, but they all, like there's a bunch of fights just blending the yeah, together. Yeah, there it's
1: nonstop. There's almost... I, it, it just doesn't let up. It just goes, 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 goes.
0: <laughs> so I'll, I'll narrow it down to it's within the last 20 minutes, but when it's, it's when he shows up to Dragon Mountain base thing, TM. <laughs> uh,. <laughs> Where all the Skeletors Ske- <laughs> There's another
1: There's another track on the album He's like all my yep. Skeletors All my Skeletors <laughs> I,
0: I'm putting it as a, I, I could be really mean to the movie And I don't want to be it's just funny <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh there you are Inframan. It,
0: it works right
1: <laughs> We're like, going I'm, to get you Inframan. <laughs>
0: that when all the when all the skeleton warriors came out and it was just him versus them and then as slowly more and more came out and then the monsters started coming out that whole that whole thing the fight was the choreography was on point there was also weapons involved so that helped it not just be punch 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 kick 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 unnecessary (laughs) flip 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 um (laughs) Random, These are the random... lyrics
1: for the thrash album. <laughs> exactly.
0: I'm right, we're writing this right now. Like, And it, it it did have a nice sense of escalation where even there was a moment where Inframan, who's nothing in this movie has ever made you feel like this dude is going to lose. He almost did a pause and a shrug. Just like, oh, all right. Just well, I mean, he like, doesn't
1: even quote-unquote morph or henshin, and he does have... Like any good Henshin hero, he's got a catchphrase and a Henshin dance. <laughs> well, and that's the thing also. like he's He doesn't started, even bother. He has to be accosted by two monsters at the same time before he's like, well, yeah, well he's okay, maybe I should now. And
0: then, <laughs> and then that, was, that was where I was most dialed in on the movie where I'm like, you know what? Everything in here is, is like copacetic right now and it worked as a really good like don't the movie is so full of good fight scenes but that one I was like you're trying to tell me in the story of the fight as well like there's a sense of escalation and you're actually doing it it's not just a bus fell off a hill, but suddenly the entire city is in flames. <laughs> like how much gas was in this bus?
1: <laughs> I think the idea was that it was an earthquake that did that. Although that was, that felt very toho s there at the beginning. I, was, I even said like, oh, they lit the Godzilla set on fire, you know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. we get, it also, if you want to call it a plot, it plays into the plot because I think we see our hero actually saving people. From the yes, you know, yeah. from the fire and everything, so we're like okay, so we know he's a good guy. So <laughs> you know, so you want to show your hero being heroic before he becomes the hero. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, good. That's I, what you I, do with a good or, a superhero origin story. Is this a good superhero origin story? Eh, maybe if you no. doused it in a bunch of crack, but. <laughs> If you slowed it down
0: to splitting this over four or five episodes, and then are twenty minutes each,
1: <laughs> when yes, it doesn't quite feel like it's drowning in caffeine,
0: <laughs> I don't think it's caffeine that does that to you, man. <laughs> Magic morning wake up juice doesn't get you that jacked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> indeed yeah mine goes to i just wrote the last 20 minutes is non-stop yep. superhero insanity i just i couldn't pick one it's just like just when i thought oh i should use that one i should use that one i should use that one it's just, like every minute of that last <laughs> 20 minutes was worthy of the award and there were yep. b- points before that where i thought that might be worthy of the award so i'm like just screw it it's just the last 20 minutes <laughs>
0: Well, I think that uh, this movie uh, being exactly what it is, which listener, I do want to say, like, as much as it sounds like I'm being very negative on it, there are aspects I I did enjoy. It's not one I'm going to want to watch anytime soon.
1: (laughs) You got to be in the right mood for this one. Yes, uh, let's go with that. <laughs>
0: right. it's, it's not the kind of toku I can just throw on and be like, all right, I'm here, let's do this. <laughs> all right, so I, I think we've got another award coming up. Is that correct?
1: Yes, uh, we have four of them, actually. So our next one is Takatoku for the best special effect. What was your nominee?
0: Oh, man, this is a... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was about to say, like, this is challenging, and it's going to sound like an unintentional burn. <laughs> because I, I'll, I'll say, like, as much as the movie did have good special effects, there are also moments of bad special effects. I do think, I, I you know what, I, I'll, I'll say it. It's the destruction, no matter how unending it was, but the destruction of the dragon cave crystal layer thing um, (laughs) of evil TM Um, (laughs) (laughs) like as that kept exploding might not have made sense that it kept exploding but the explosion effects were, were really really well done and there were some other moments like I mean you're you're in a like even in a high budget Non Chinese movie in the seventies. Somebody falling into fire is not going to look good, but they made they made the falling into lava look look pretty decent. So that yep. one stood out as well. Okay, I was like, oh snap, that was cool too.
1: Well, oh, there you go, there you go. Mine was the Ultraman sequence. And, yep. I, and one of the things I forgot to mention, I can't believe I forgot to mention. But the second when I watched it the second time for this podcast, I said, well, he poses like Ultraman and grows like Ultraman. If you pay close attention, you even hear the Ultraman Henshin sound. <laughs> Yo, know, the same sound that I play before a minute to Henshin it. You hear him do it.
0: <laughs> they were going for it. <laughs>
1: they went for it, and then you know, and then it ends with him squishing the red bug, and it's just like, oh my gosh! And it's the only thing like that we see for the whole movie. It is the only kaiju slash giant hero sequence. <laughs> I mean, it just begs. Why don't you do it again? You could have grown large and kicked the the, the, the dragon lair of evil TM. But, you know, he had to save some, some people from it, so... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh man, we need to do this more so we can just trademark everything. <laughs>
1: trademark everything. yeah. TM. Yeah, TM. <laughs> and then moving on to our next award, coming at you, TM, <laughs> yep. for yep. the best line. And now I will admit, as bonkers as this movie is, the dialogue is strangely not quite as crazy. <laughs> that might be my one big black mark. I was like, can you give me or Lines, please. (laughs) I don't don't know. Maybe it was the it's just a difference in sensibilities because you know, having watched a lot of Common Writer and Ultraman, both for this podcast and otherwise, the Japanese seem to take a little bit more of the, you know, the, I guess, one of the American sensibilities of make your give your heroes snappy one-liners. (laughs) yeah yeah not in this one InfraMan is not a quippy guy (laughs) no
0: no he's he's a very silent fellow
1: he prefers to let his actions speak for him and by actions i mean punching, kicking, laser blading, and non-stop backflipping. Unnecessary backflipping, backflipping yes. yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but without the charm that you get the, of the backflipping uh, sound effects from Powering, <laughs> <laughs> where their arms make whooshing noise. <laughs> you're like, it's nonsensical, but it's charming. Uh, well, as
1: I-. I like to think that this, it's because it's the 70s and no one had thought to do that yet. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
0: Okay, so I'll be honest. I kind of have the same moment that this line is from is actually in my in my next award. So I'm just going to provide the line and then I'll provide the context when we okay. get to the next award. Okay. But my best line, and I'm putting it in quotations because <laughs> for me it, it it's one of those moments in the movie, and we'll get to it in the next award. So the line is. And I know it's not correct. I just couldn't find the, the yeah, absolute it's correct one. What's close was, enough? <laughs> was you can withstand the sun, the earth, and the air, but you cannot stay you cannot withstand the glacier. <laughs> yes.
1: Because <laughs> because Elzebub <laughs> is trying to get Professor Scientist and Token Pretty Daughter well get him to do stuff because of Token Pretty Daughter, so he just He kept saying "no," and then he she shoved them both into basically an ice prison and said, "You're gonna freeze to death in three days." I'm like, "Why only three days? Why three days? (laughs) That's hardly that that, that hardly adds any suspense."
0: (laughs) (laughs) This has been a win. (laughs) I feel proud.
1: (laughs) Yes, and and then we find out, yeah, that's one of his weaknesses, and I'm like, well. Ice is your kryptonite. So yeah. does that mean you never put ice in your drinks? Is it because yeah. that's your kryptonite? Is-
0: I don't know if anybody knows cuz the character is like 30 minutes old. <laughs> <laughs> basically sorry i'm giving a preview of, of <laughs> the, of the next. next one yeah I'll, my I'll bite uh
1: my, tongue. <laughs> yeah, my award her real name is actually lin and every time i watch it I, actually the first time i watched this movie and i saw this kid i'm like are you a boy or a girl because i can't tell <laughs> but it's lin it's a girl and I hinted at it before, and she's talking to, to, to token pretty daughter, TM, and she says, Sister May, is there an Infra Woman? I wish I was an Infra Woman. I'm like, sequel baiting, sequel baiting, and we're not getting it because this movie, weirdly enough, despite becoming a cult classic, didn't succeed at the box office. I'm not sure
0: I find that weird.
1: Yeah. But in my notes, I refer to her as Infra Kendra because she's yep. a female Kenny. So, Kendra. And I appreciate that. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although, because you have uh, the character's name, Lin Lin, now in these uh, many offshoots we are pitching, I nominate that we change Lin Lin to a man. Not to sex swap, but so we can cast Lin-Manuel, whatever his last name is, the dude from Hamilton, uh, who also writes awesome Disney songs for for Moana. Tell me he wouldn't be great. <laughs> you can't, because he would be. Oh, man. If,
1: we, if I wanted to do an extended version of this episode, I would totally just want to sit here and just cast <laughs> all of these characters in the Guillermo del Toro remake, because it would be amazing.
0: Oh, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and we're we're getting lynn in this i i don't care he'd be amazing <laughs> uh,
1: lynn lynn. well and then they call uh, they call it's all token pretty daughter they call her may may at some point too i'm just like oh my gosh i'm a terrible um... terrible dirty dirty american for thinking this is funny anyway moving on to one of my favorite awards and oh my gosh the the most appropriate award For this movie, WTH, what the henshin for the craziest moment. (laughs) Let's go with yours. I have. All right. uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So this for me is, is the same one as the best line. The reason that I have that as my best line is frankly, it's one of the few that I can remember. And again, I know that sounds like a smack against the movie, but I don't, the the movie wasn't going for memorable dialogue. It wasn't going for like trash talk or anything. It was like, hey, let's, it was a love, uh, a very kung fu love letter to Toku. So that it succeeded in in good dialogue. Well, Eh, I mean,
1: at this point, Japanese tokusatsu was borrowing from kung fu films. So. Yeah.
0: No. It, well, exactly. It's a it's a scratch your back, scratch my. I don't know. Uh, analogy, T M. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. The reason that uh, that line counts as my craziest moment is it was the a couple of times throughout the movie I just kind of look and I'd just be like, how does anybody know that? <laughs> like how how do you know? But that line where she sets him up so he flat he's in the he's in the dragon den cave of evil TM, <laughs> and within that there's another dragon den cave of evil TM like a mini within it um, so she gets him she gets him for man to fly in and then he comes out as a block of ice <laughs> And that's where she drops like the dime of like you can withstand the sun, the earth, and the air, but you cannot withstand the glacier. And I paused the movie, Nathan. And I was just like how the henshin do you know that? How does anybody know anything about this character? He is thirty minutes old. I'm not even sure if a day has passed in this movie's timeline. How he doesn't. Even know his weaknesses. How do you know his weaknesses? <laughs> he was just created.
1: <laughs> so, what you're saying is, after everything else. That this was, was the, the
0: breaking point. I'm gonna say that was the moment
1: that broke you.
0: <laughs> like I, I had done my pauses, I had taken my breaks. I, I was like, "All right, I know what this is. I can roll with this." And this, this stopped the roll. <laughs> <laughs> Like I was, I was inframanning back flipping like whatever noise repeatedly. And then this was a banana peel that made me slip right into the side of dragon Lair mountain TM. Like, I'm just like, it took me out. I was, I was so annoyed by it. I'm just like, how does I, I don't understand <laughs> if you don't give me a reason to care. I can't care. And you're telling me I shouldn't
1: care because there's no way. This person like I said, like I said, <laughs> the biggest black mark this movie has is that the script is insane nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is actually really good. The script is insane nonsense.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> they no, got so the that-
1: best. They got the best of everything except screenwriters, I guess. Or the screenwriter was on a heck of a lot of drugs. <laughs> Boy,
0: it's the seventies.
1: Like- it, pro- it it he probably was so. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It's just something. Just something. Just something. (laughs) Like they're doing a test at the center and spy Spyerson, whose name I can't remember. Zoom in I think. Zoom in the brainwash TM. Like if they saw them doing tests and then they saw the suit react to cold or something, sure, it makes sense. How easy is it to put that in there? But they didn't even have they didn't even have zoom in see anything going on. Them. <laughs> it was just I, like, yo, zoom in, go get me the blueprints. Like what are they, what's that going to tell you? <laughs> 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 I'm just this built this in just weaknesses. We I, I don't know.
1: I, I I am, I can't begin to tell you how proud I am that I have gotten you the rantiest that I have ever heard <laughs> on my show. I feel so proud. <laughs> <laughs> i have heard you talk about many things you have never been this ranty i am so happy right now <laughs> I, I i
0: think it's because i i honestly think it's because most of the time when i get ranty it can be about what i'll say are and it's going to sound dismissive as ancient, and that's not my intention uh rhyme definitely not planned tm um <laughs> But like most of the time, when I get ranty, where I tend to get ranty, it's on stuff where I would say like, "Hey, it's got real world implications. Like it's politics or or heavier things or things where you could be like, there, like, I don't want to say matter because that sounds dismissive, but you get what I mean. Yes, like they've got a real world implication. This and and it, like, don't get me wrong, we should enjoy toku and everything like passionately but they also should not be it it also it doesn't have the same weight as real life things does and if it does then that's a problem that chris has with how he views things (laughs) and i say other people like if you're if you're treating sentai with the same levity that you are like political issues like real world affecting multiple people issues then then we got a problem So, but with those, because of that, I'm like, I can't rant as much because I don't want to give people a reason not to listen, listen, or, or to like, or give them a reason to dismiss anything. If I'm being ranty, if I'm being condescending,
1: yeah, but but, when we're talking about. When it's about something like this, it's just funny.
0: Oh, yeah. No. Then it's like, all right, I can go all in. I can go all in. Just
1: do it. Yeah. And some of you might be thinking, Nate, why are you letting Chris talk so long? Because my nominee for the WTH <laughs> award is a cheat. It's the whole dang movie. This entire movie is WTH. Yeah.
0: No. <laughs> Why 100%. do you think the title
1: of this episode is WTH The Movie? Because Seriously. the entire thing there is almost no like the few times there are quiet moments or quiet scenes in this movie still qualifies as WTH because I'm just like, why did you stop? (laughs) Yeah yeah <laughs> what happened to the <laughs> caffeine induced bonkers energy you stopped and you wanted to be a serious movie for about three minutes why <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you wanted to be a serious movie but you're not even doing any of the work for it <laughs> you're not even you're not even doing the things that would make sense for it to be serious like i know nothing of is his name ryman
1: Rayma, layma, layma. I just don't want to call him Ramen. Um, <laughs> Super infra Ramen, <laughs> like basically,
0: like I, I don't want to call him Mister Noodles,
1: but like, <laughs> wait a minute, Super Infra Man, Super Infra Man. TM. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to add that to to the menu at one of the restaurants on Monster Island in my in the film vault now. <laughs> I, I definitely think you need to. Um. Oh, my gosh. Why did I not think of that? So I mean, I would have if I made it plural. Inframen men infra inframen. Oh, my gosh. All you got to do is – anyway, I'm getting all, like, linguistical yeah. on this. So, anyway.
0: But like when the movie did slow down, I'm like, it's not, (sighs) it wasn't even like it was trying to do development or explain, even though it, uh, I guess it tried to explain, I'm like, not in any worthwhile way because I'm like, oh, okay. You're just like, oh, it's this where it's like, uh, is there any reason that you know that? Yeah. yeah. Is there any impact from this
1: knowledge? (laughs) Chris, Chris, Chris save it for the next segment which is minute to henshin it (laughs) (laughs) this is the part of the show where we give our final thoughts in one minute or less as the guest chris i defer to you are you ready all right let's do this Um, on your mark get set go 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 honestly what
0: the henshin was this like I I have no idea this was so weird uh I a part of me really likes it another part of me is like honestly what did I what did I do with my day can I I just watch the rangers now
1: did you regret it
0: no no in a weird way I'm glad I did I just I don't know if I'm gonna do it again because there's parts of me like I said that liked it but do I like it enough to subject myself to the rest (laughs) (laughs)
1: You got 24 more seconds. (laughs) Oh, I do? I don't know if I need a man. It
0: it could just be more ranting. Like, seriously, how does anybody know anything about this character that was made 20 20 minutes ago? How does he know how powerful he is? How does he just do everything? And there's no lines of dialogue where it's like, oh, this is just coming to me like natural, like breathing or something. And time! Seriously.
1: (laughs) My phone actually went off a little bit there. I didn't catch it. it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, and now I'm going to ta- And now it's my turn. So on my mark, get set, go. Oh my gosh Uh, clearly I like this movie more than you do, but <laughs> but I blame MST3K. I, it has instilled an appreciation for entertainingly bad movies. I mean, come on. Godzilla versus Megalon exists. <laughs> that movie is bonkers too but this takes it to a whole other level (laughs) and we're talking about a movie with a spontaneously growing robot and Godzilla doing a flying drop kick (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) so it's like seriously all of those uh, the Shaw brothers just looked at all of that and they thought hmm Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> that, you could, that's another t- alternate title you could give this movie. Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think
0: you mean hold my Zuyang Pio trademark.
1: <laughs> there you go, there you go. And on that happy note about getting drunk to watch Super Inframan, because <laughs> that's basically what this movie is to you now, right? Yeah, you're not drunk enough for this movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm not big. I'm not that big of a drinker. But I mean, if you're telling me like Chris. We'll sit down. We'll have some Zhuyang ping uh-huh. We'll we'll get some Chinese food. You know what? I might, yeah. I might be down. I do think that
1: this would be a great movie to get a bunch of friends together if, and just have like a bad movie night. And yes, yes. Get some food. Get your adult beverage of choice, and just watch the madness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it's. I, I, I think it comes down to there's certain times with uh, with a lot of things where someone will send me something. And if I hate it, I'll just be like a couple we or not hate it, just don't like it. Or I'll cite a, a great, horrible cover. A couple of years ago, some friends of mine, Christian from my other podcast, he sent a link to us in our friend chat where it was like puddle of mud covering Nirvana's about a girl, I believe. Oh no. And they made it through the entire thing. I got about, <laughs> I got like 40 seconds in tops and then I was out loud like oh wait this doesn't have to happen to me and I just exited it but when we're doing a movie for a
1: podcast I'm like I
0: can't do that I actually have to it has to happen to me
1: (laughs) well but guess what sorry not sorry anyway thank you
0: this is much better than Puddle of Mud's cover of About a Girl by Nirvana. (laughs)
1: anyway thank you for listening to the henshin man a tokusatsu appreciation podcast you can find links to all our social media in the description of this episode you can listen to more of travis on the kaiju weekly podcast and listen to more of me on the monster island film vault and the power trip a journey through the power rangers franchise and where can people hear you chris Well,
0: listeners, you can check me out primarily on One Cross Radio. You can find me through most podcatchers. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean. Nathan's been on a number of times. We've talked the Gamera Heisei Trilogy, Unmade Godzilla Films. We also did like... Beast Wars, Power Rangers in Space. And um, we did one episode on my show, one episode on yours for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been a frequent guest. So, listener, <laughs> you get a lot of this just with other topics. You can also check out my other podcast. It's called The Radio Arcade. I do that with my longtime and dear friend, Christian. That one is, I, I guess it's. More of a politics adjacent podcast, although we don't always intend it to be that. That's just where the conversations and the rants end up going along. I think
1: the premise of that show is that it's just two friends talking about whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah. I wanted to say slice of life, but I'm like, eh, I don't know if that's accurate either. But it's yeah, it's two lifelong friends who often disagree, but disagreeing in a in in a hopefully fun way.
1: Yeah, and we have uh, a blast. We need more of that in the world. <laughs> yes, respectful yes. disagreement. <laughs> it can happen, people.
0: And it it helps when you've known the other person long enough, where you're like, all right, I know they're getting sassy, but I know they're not getting to be a jerk about it. They're not being a jerk to me yet. So, <laughs> And then there's also, we we do some shorts on our Instagram, 2099 OCR. Also up on our YouTube, they're called OCR Shorts, where mm-hmm. most of the time it's about more life-ish stuff or sometimes it's follow-up to episodes if I forgot something and it's, it's just under 15 minutes. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: you can find me in many places.
1: <laughs> yes, that is sure. I'll be sure to put some links to your content in much appreciated the, in man. the episode description but if you found some enjoyment from this podcast please consider giving us a five-star rating on apple podcast spotify and PodChaser. and i would like to let all of you know that henshin men is a proud member of the kaiju ramen media podcast network but until next time chris what are we gonna say it's safe to say that inframan is
0: common writers fraternal henshin